Welcome to my basement, everybody. Hey, hey Scott Jones. Victor Lucas, we are not in your basement no. once again. This is the second time in three weeks that we have been on the road. Yeah. Today, uh, well, last time we were on the road, we were in my hotel room. Today, we're in your hotel room. Thanks for cleaning up. And thanks for uh, being still in more than just a towel. I can see the indentation where your head was last night we on the pillow. appreciate it. Yeah. We are in Tokyo, and it's surreal. We've been here a long time we as are. we're recording this. We're actually on we are. Tomorrow we fly back to Vancouver. We've been here for... Uh, a million years. Which tomorrow is yesterday. No, tomorrow yes. is... We leave here tomorrow at yeah. 4, yeah. but we arrive uh, back in Vancouver tomorrow morning. So we arrive... Before we left. as the podcast will go live. It's like the premise for that uh, one of those the Ratchet and Clank games where Clank could clone himself and solve puzzles with multiple versions of himself. Or, or it's a Back to the Future thing where we get picked up in a DeLorean. Now listen awesome. to me. This is not my first time in Tokyo. This is my fourth time. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've noticed on this trip uh, is that the toilets no longer fascinate me. I right. was obsessed with right. the toilets. I remember right. Well, as you lot- are. As well, you I love toilets. Yeah, yeah. We I could love... have called the show Reviews on the Toilet. <laughs> I do enjoy talking about toilets, and I do have some toilet-related uh, information for everyone later in the show. But, uh, you know, the, like the, the super space-age toilet with, you know, the oscillating and the heat and the noise, you know. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, I don't care anymore. Well, sometimes you don't know how to flush, though. That is the one weird thing. Yeah, you used a space toilet the yeah. other day, right? Yeah, I was pressing a whole bunch of buttons and water was spurting and stuff, but I, I don't think anything was flushing. <laughs> I, it was, it was like, one, I, I couldn't figure it out, so I'm one, sorry to the next person. <laughs> there's one button that I think turns your turds into a smile. <laughs> you just press, press the smile button and it just goes into a nice half moon. This is the land of cute, though, isn't it? I mean, if, uh, it if, is. If you could turn cute into a. Uh, into a, you know a commodity japan has got you covered yeah I, people like cute things here people like uh, little tiny birds and happy faces I mean, everybody and... you, you see like middle-aged dudes with cell phones and they have little jangly uh, little people you know and on, on chains yeah. and stuff stuck to them but know? i always feel like whenever i'm in a bad mood if i wear pastels yeah it brightens my mood so i wonder if they're all actually miserable and that this is their way of trying to cheer themselves i don't know man I, I, I don't know. I mean, this is my favorite trip to Japan so far, apart from missing my family obscenely. I, I miss them so much. But uh, uh, it is, because we've been here for like nine or ten days already, I feel like we've really got a good culture dunk. Today's day nine. Yeah, it's been amazing to take the trains and to see people and, and to... It doesn't feel as foreign to me. It doesn't feel as as mysterious. Because we are fucking living here. We are kind of living here. (laughs) We We have moved in. We are living here. You know, people seem pretty happy. And we we are working on a documentary on on, uh, the making of, uh, I guess it's not a big deal. It's not really a big secret. It's The Evil Within. We're we're working with... uh, with Bethesda, and we're uh, putting together the behind-the-scenes uh, videos for The Evil Within. So we were interviewing Shinji Mikami, which was surreal, and all of the other team members, Kimura-san, who is the producer, was fantastic, and everybody that we've worked with over there has been really cool. And what was interesting is the international flavor of the studio. There were people from Spain there, there were British people, there were uh, Americans, um, and it, it, it things have changed. It, this isn't such a... 
you know, faraway land or a faraway country anymore. You know, like this is a real international, especially Tokyo. It's a it's a true international city. Yeah, I was surprised to find so many people from so many uh, disparate parts of the globe working on this game because I always think of the Japanese teams as uh, being consisting only of uh, Japanese people. Yeah. But yeah, we we did. We we met that one guy from Spain. There's uh, there's lots. Can I say there's lots of white people yeah. on the team as well. Just people from everywhere who, like, I was trying to think about this. I was trying to imagine. Uh, one coming here to work with somebody like Shinji Mikami. Now this guy, for meeting him, yeah. was uh, blew my head clean off. Yeah. Like I love this. This guy hasn't made a bad game. I love all of his work so much. I mean, Resident Evil Four. Uh, he's the director of Resident Evil Four. I mean, this guy is a master at his craft. And to see him in person, and to just uh, you know, I actually looked him uh, square in the eyes for about an hour and a half because <laughs> I was the one doing the questioning, and uh, we looked deeply into each other's eyes. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like I got a glimpse of his soul. Yeah, <laughs> I saw it in there. Uh, but uh, everybody here, uh, like that whole team, I-, I just realized slowly over the course of the two or three day, I guess it was almost four days production schedule. Yeah, that we're talking to the. Mostly the team that made Resident Evil Four, yeah. and uh, that was so exciting because that is that is one of my favorite and games of all time. Yeah, I mean this this guy Mikami-san has worked on so many of our favorite games. A bunch of them, I think, are going to end up on our top 100 list. And it was uh, it was a surreal honor, you know. And when you do things like that, I also visited um, uh, Kojima Productions. You know, we. Uh, I had a, a nice get-together with a producer that I, I worked with on the making of Metal Gear Solid 4 back in the day, and it was a good it was a good meeting. It was also surreal to be in those hallways because we spent a lot of time working on that documentary. But when you meet somebody like Mikami and you have the opportunity to work with them a little bit like that, A, you, you kind of feel like you've become part of the team, and I certainly felt that with Rocksteady when we were working on the Batman Arkham Yeah, I felt sad to leave yesterday. Right, yeah. you know? You spent a lot of time with these guys, yeah, uh, and you feel... They were not sad to see me leave. No, they want yeah. you out of the way, you know? And we try to be as uh, as uh, respectful as we can of the work environment. And but we we've got to... lights, and we've got yeah. cameras, we've got equipment, we're loud, we're, you know, we're from North America, so... But after I left that meeting at, uh, at Kojima Productions yesterday, I was like, holy crap, man, how did I get here? How did I get to be able to work with these people? Like, I, I thought about Hideo Kojima specifically, because Metal Gear Solid was... Uh, I think first debuted at E three ninety seven in Atlanta because I think it came out nineteen ninety eight. That was back when you were on your second toupee. <laughs> yeah, well, we were we were shooting. I mean, I've been to every one of those E threes, and I remember shooting the uh, the Konami booth and shooting the uh, you know Metal Gear Solid stuff. And and I remember uh, you know I was working with Tommy then. And we were both so excited. Who who uh, about this game coming out? And I think we had some remembrance of the NES days but then you play Metal Gear Solid and it is profound and amazing and typifies the uh, you know the potential of what the PlayStation could be and you uh, you know you flash forward a few many years and you know, you get to work with people that built these kinds of things it's it's totally surreal. Yeah, I uh, I guess it's just it's kind of like uh, it's almost on maybe not quite, but it's almost on par with seeing somebody like George Lucas in person. You're like, oh yeah, they're they're really just people who yeah. tried to make something awesome, yeah. and they succeeded at making something awesome. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, but going back a little bit to, to your point about this being a global enterprise working yeah. on, on, on the evil within, uh, I was trying to think like, what is it like for a guy from Spain to one, get hired to be part of the team? Yeah. At Tango? The guy that we met from Spain worked, uh, with Konami and, uh, the, on the Castlevania game, the Lords of Shadow. Game. You got to come here. Yeah. And you got to learn the language, yeah. and you got to get ready to work in about as foreign an environment as you could possibly imagine. Yeah. And uh, like, what a what an experience, what yeah, a journey. And, and then to work with somebody like Mikami, yeah. Uh, wow, what yeah. an what an what an incredible opportunity in in this era or in this area that we're in too, which is very far removed. It feels from Tokyo center, you know, I mean, it's not that far because you can train everywhere, but we're in uh, Daiba or Odaiba. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, they have the Gundam statue here. They have shopping malls everywhere. It feels very touristy. It, it feels... is touristy. There's a lot of people on dates. Yes. You see a lot of people holding hands and taking photos together. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been like romantic jazz playing everywhere. So we're, surra- right home. we're surrounded by water. Yeah. And uh, and there's lots of views and uh, photo booths and so, but you know, uh, opportunities is, to shop for sweaters. This is the other reason why I love this trip because we're actually seeing a lot of it. Obviously, we're at Tokyo Game Show and I've been to about four or five of these things now. And uh, the thing about TGS is that it's at the end of the year and we're not really surprised by too much. The thing that I was most excited to see was the uh, the Vita TV, the the new PlayStation Mini console, and that was fantastic. And that reminds me. Thank you to PlayStation 4 for sponsoring Vic's Basement. And, uh, Thank you, PlayStation 4. You, uh, and and, and uh, PlayStation Canada, you guys rock. And remember, PlayStation 4 comes out on November 15th. But uh, that was what I was most excited to see. But you know, most of what I saw at TGS is, is, uh, is kind of old news a little bit. You know? There's never any breaking news here. I mean, at this point, this late in the year, especially with the holiday season just over the next hill, uh, it does, it, it's, there's never any real surprises. It's just kind of, you know, I was thinking about that, like there are obviously a lot of people who make this journey and it is, I think from a, a game journalist point of view or from somebody who gets to do what we do, yeah. like this is the ultimate nerd journey. Like everyone goes to E3, right? You dream about going to E3 in the beginning, but then once you get a steep yourself a little bit in the business, you start dreaming, oh, what will it be like to go to Tokyo? And you see these guys walking around and, yeah. and uh, you know, the smiles on their faces and all their bags and stuff, and they're really excited to be here. But uh, you know, I have to say, like, it was kind of an anemic show. Like, yeah. it's never as robust as I hope it's going to be. I mean, the, the Makuhara Mese, where they hold the show, is a huge space. And so maybe that's part of the problem. But the booths all feel very far apart. Well, there's and two, it, yeah, two reasons. Obviously, it's the console transition. So there aren't that many brand new games or totally, like, ready for public consumption games. Because that's the way these games have to be as well, right? They, they're being played by the public, so they need to work. And the new consoles are just hitting, so there aren't that many titles that are ready to go and be on the show floor. And also, a lot of developers have transferred over to mobile development, and it's pretty hard for these game companies that are launching mobile titles to create huge booths to, uh, you know... Wait a second. Are you defending the Tokyo Game Show? Is that what you're trying to do? No, but it, I mean, I, I felt let down by it as well. Even I'm always let down by when three, I come here. Almost 300,000 people. They say it's the biggest one. It didn't feel like the biggest one. Didn't feel that crowded. I felt it be more crowded in yeah. previous and Tokyo Game Shows. Probably because there were more booths. But we also talked about this a little bit. Nintendo never has any presence here. They're always just like, screw it. We're not going yeah. to Tokyo Game Show. We're our own thing. And that's so 
that's Nintendo through and through. They're like, you know, we're not in the games business, we're in the Nintendo business. But I just can't believe that they would go to such great lengths to, to yeah, to separate themselves, but also it just kind of feels jerky. Like, just show up, connect with your fans. There's people who travel from all over Japan just to be here for one moment. There's people who travel from all over the world just to see the games here. The, and I then mean, to not have Nintendo have even one bit of anything. Yeah, except for the third-party partners that they have. They have some of that, some of those things on display. But you're right. I feel uh, if anywhere Nintendo's absent is felt more, it's here. You know, yeah. like, this is... It should be, and it, you know, I think the thing was founded to be, and I, I would hazard to guess that Nintendo has been a part of Tokyo Game Shows in years past. It should be a cultural statement about how important the industry is to the world, you know, because the world really does show up for this, not just the citizens of the country. Uh, and yeah, the absence of Nintendo is really felt, and I hope that they reconsider. You know, I hope that they come back. It would have been awesome to see some of these new Wii U titles on the floor. Out there. Well, you know, on my way to your room, we're actually right next door to each other. But slowly over the course of this week, I have seen a pile accumulate outside your door. Of uh, there's a little black bag that arrives every morning. I'm not sure if you know what's in the bag or <laughs> what, what is it? it is. What is it? Yeah. Well, it's a newspaper, <laughs> and I know that you're future man, and that you're always looking ahead, and you. you don't want to talk about tomorrow that's old news yeah. but those are newspapers and every day the staff here at the hotel we're staying at will deliver a new one to victor lucas's door and uh and it just goes just goes on the right. pile at this point I, I actually handed it back to the guys i'm not going to read the newspaper no offense to my uh, friends and, and colleagues that work for newspapers but uh I, I'm not. I don't sit down and read the newspaper anymore. Yeah. I, I get all of the news from Twitter. Well, and listen, from surfing and stuff. I actually saw. I wondered where these newspapers came from. And this morning, I got up. I get up early whenever, whenever I do anything. I'm a morning person. And, yeah. And I saw the the newspaper man this morning, and he just looked at your pile and just put another one on your pile. <laughs> Did he know outside what? the door? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't know what to say to him, and it just so then I went out and I went for a walk because I like to have early morning coffee. Nothing opens up early here, so yeah, I, I went to a, we're in a resort or something. Yeah, I went yeah. to uh, the only twenty four hour place where you can get coffee, and it's a restaurant that has a clown involved. I don't want to name any sure, names because he he's not a, he's not cute at all. He's, he, he's scary. He okay, no. Uh, and so I got my coffee, and and when I came back, the newspaper guy is also the flag guy. He's the guy who raises the flags. Okay in front of our hotel every morning. So he has multiple jobs here. Yeah. In addition to putting a new newspaper on your pile, yeah. he's got flags to raise and things like that. Did so. he give you a nod? Yeah, we recognized yeah. each other. I'm yeah. like, yeah, here, here I am with my coffee coming back from the restaurant <laughs> with the clown involved. But speaking of the restaurant with the clown involved, this trip to Tokyo, the most surprising thing for me is how many, one of our favorite coffee chains now, is everywhere, and yeah. I don't remember it being like this. Right, but it's very Good easy. Good sidestep around mentioning them, but I bet people could guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, uh, but th I mean, that's the thing is is when we were talking about this earlier, we we're talking about the globalization of the video game business, but there's the globalization well, and, of and everything. That, was, that that was actually another point too. With uh, we actually visited game stores because that's what you do when you come here. We haven't been to Akihabara. Maybe we'll get there today, but uh, um, we. Uh, Went to a couple of game stores and they were dead. There were no shoppers. But in there. that said, if you go to another chain store, which is a convenient mart, which we also have in Vancouver, yeah. has two numbers in the title. I don't want to say which numbers they are. Yeah, it's really fun to try to talk around these names. <laughs> uh, but you can you can you can buy games in in that convenience store. Yeah. you can actually just get cards for your 3ds and you have codes on the back, which and, is cool. 
And yeah. we do see a ton of 3DSs and Vitas and stuff like that on the uh, train. Well, I see more around. 3DSs here than I do Vitas. I've seen a couple of Vitas. Yeah. But I've seen... And lots of phones. Lots and of lots of phones, yeah. Yeah. And people that's the gaming. other thing that's changed, too, is every, everybody, like, the phone thing is... It's, it's big here, too. I, I heard that Puzzle <laughs> it's awful big. puzzle and Dragon or Puzzle and Dragons or Puzzles and Dragon or something like that. Yeah. This is the most profitable video game in the world right now, and it's only available in Asia. I think it was made here. Um, it, it makes $5 million a puzzle day. And ga- puzzle and Dragon? Yeah. And it's coming to... Uh, <laughs> It's it's coming to North America, yeah. or it's already in North America, and it's going to Europe as well. But it's it makes five million dollars a day. Wow, wow, we got to get in that business. Well, listen, one of the things that uh, we haven't mentioned, uh, three letters GTA. Yes, we uh, we actually had this idea that we were going to buy GTA Five, the Japanese version, oh, but it's not so out yet until October. Yeah, it doesn't come out until a bit later. But uh, everybody in the world is playing this game. It's impossible to avoid the news yeah. and, the, and the tweets, and everybody seems to be loving it. Sean How had an awesome review on the show. They it's sure really did. Entertaining. How excited are you to go home and uh, not only see your family, but also play GTA Five? I'm so excited, yeah. man. I can't wait. I can't wait to go through Los Santos. I know I'm not going to dig it as much. I'm already preparing to not dig it as much as Red Dead Redemption. I just love the fantasy. You might be surprised. I might be, and I hope I am. You might be surprised. I hope I am. But I, uh, I, you know, I'm a little burnt out on being the bad guy, you know, and being, and sort of. uh, Especially with Breaking Bad winding down. Exactly. You've you've had, uh, you were railing this morning against Walter White. Yeah. I mean, the guy. I've had it with him. The guy's a scumbag. It's hard to have any empathy for these guys. But he's doing it for his family, though. It's the same with Dexter. He's doing it for his family. There's no no justification. But it's for his family. For like that. You know, it's for his family. Well, he's getting his his desserts. You know, like well, we'll is, see what happens. We know, haven't all, seen the end. All ending. of the misery and pain and suffering that he and Jesse have been going through this season, all deserved. They they what if they harmed more than they? Okay, here's what's going to happen in the last episode. He's going to get his money back from what's his name? Uncle, uh, I can't remember what his Uncle, name is. Uh, Leo. Uncle no. Ralph. I don't know. I have an Uncle Leo. He's going to get the money back, and then he's going to build a rocket ship, and then he's going to go to space. Space bad. And he's, well, he's going to start cooking meth on the moon. <laughs> and so people, the best meth in the universe is going to be on the moon, and then Han Solo is going to fly in and start delivering his meth. And then Han Solo shows And then <laughs> most Eisley spaceport is going to become an outpost for oh, Walt's meth cooks. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And in the future, there will be no cancer, so Walt will live. And he'll, in fact, they'll take his head from, <laughs> they'll take his head from his body and attach it to a robot. Hey, pass me, pass me another hit on that thing. <laughs> so, so anyway, that's a newspaper pile outside your door. And, uh, okay, one other well, travel. No, wait. The, the other thing about the game stores, they... And this is this is a new realization for me is that things have become so global that the idea of import titles and things that are yes there are still games that are shipped and launched over here that we don't get in North America. Yeah, I went to the Toys R Us yesterday. They have Ape Escape like as one of their yeah. <laughs> one of their games that's still that's big a here. Huge popular title yeah, here. People but love it. It's Monkeys. not so different now. You know, it's no. not so unique here. There aren't, and and you don't walk up to those titles on the shelves and go, oh, why don't we have this as much? You know. Yeah, that used to be a huge thing is Absolutely. coming here and seeing yeah. those games and, and buying really obscure Japanese stuff. And now it's very globalized. 
Now, and, well, I just think also like it's become a much more efficient business. We don't just—I don't think anybody here or back in North America or in any part of the world is just making a bunch of stuff, you know, just churning it out. I think yeah. the the days of the you know the sort of we wear or the the junk is kind of behind us. I well, think it's, I mean, that it's, almost that's part of the reason why we're in the boat we're in now is yeah. because there was just so much stuff that people stopped caring about well um, the, the teams used to be i mean apart from from now that there are all these uh, indie developers and, and mobile game developers out there but the teams used to be a lot smaller and the risks were a lot smaller and and there was a lot more uh uh in in terms of financial risks there, there were a lot more creative risks because the you know companies wouldn't go out of business if they tried a few different things but that's not the case anymore and these teams are enormous there are 200 plus teams now to make these triple a type titles that have to break through internationally it's the same kind of stuff that we're seeing out of hollywood right now, now the last time we were on the podcast you talked about the fact that you could play grand theft auto 3 now as yeah. a portable game and you yes. can hook it up with your controller and yeah. so grand theft auto 3 watch which is where we check in with victor to yes. see how much how close he is to the end yeah so where are you right now uh i'm still a few missions in i'm not super far into the game what, and, and what happened well, what, what, what the hell is, is this you start getting the weapons and i forgot how hard the weapon targeting was mm. in grand theft mm. auto Sounds like a little sandbagging to me. Yeah, we, we got a lot better yeah. as uh, we, we progressed with open world games. With the very first sort of epic, you know, world-changing open world experience of Grand Theft Auto 3, targeting was a little bit tricky. So it's almost like you have to go back in time and put yourself into a, uh, uh, you know, a, a more forgiving mindset to reconcile that you can't really shoot at the you, bad guys. Like you know what you can do, to. though? Just run, run them over with your car. You can do that. That's and in fact doing that. an easy way to, to you know, a little pro <laughs> tip for people out there. Uh, no, it was never about, to, especially in Grand Theft Auto Three, about mowing people down. It never worked that well. You yeah. just kind of like crossed your fingers and hoped that everybody was dead at some yeah. point, and then it said mission passed, and then you get your money and move on with the game. But, but it, uh, it, you know, it's, it runs on the Android. I've got the Nexus Seven. It runs as well. Basically, as, you haven't played any. I played of some it on the plane since. I played some on the plane, but now we're okay. reviewing a whole bunch of stuff and we've got all our portable machines and we've been uh, playing Vita and 3DS and iPad and all kinds of stuff. Okay. So, so we'll I check in with you next week on the podcast we'll as well. We'll on the way back. And we'll see how much Grand Theft Auto 3 you've played. Now listen, one uh, one little travel tip, a couple of travel tips I want to share with listeners out there. Mm-hmm. If you are going on a trip, here's what I do. Yeah. And you should think about doing this as okay. well. Newspapers. Uh, well, I'm, I'm big. I have a lot of body to wash every day, right? right yeah. I'm almost six foot three. Right. And, so you, uh, you put soap? Well, I don't like to use the little bars of soap in the hotel. They're too small. In fact, one of them could accidentally slip into a hole on your body. <laughs> you don't know where the soap is going to go. So what I like to do is bring a man-sized bar of soap with me. So I take a... <laughs> so it, it won't slip in. <laughs> so, there so, you go, Irish So you brain. take it and you put that... Right, that's my that brand. You put that into your luggage. And so not only is it fumigating your luggage as ah, you're traveling around, I also okay. think it... It wards off bed bugs because you can get those anywhere. Right. If you have a nice, strong, cheap bar, so put it in your luggage. All your laundry will smell great when you get there. <laughs> and you will have a bar of soap that doesn't, whoops, just slip mysteriously <laughs> into a, an opening on what your body. What kind of showers do you have? I have really long, <laughs> intimate, you have, like, intimate showers. <laughs> But listen, this is the other thing. You can. This is the other thing. Write this down because yeah. I know you're going to forget it. Yeah, let me it. write it down. Hold on. Let me get a pad of paper. <laughs> okay, one second. You can never bring enough underwear oh, on I any know. trip. Oh, I know. I, I, you know, I count the number of days, and then usually what you I multiply do multiply by six. 
<laughs> well, then I had a couple pairs extra. I'm like, who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> what the? Wait, it's not like you we're might on the need... fucking Amazon out here, man. Well, I don't want that. They probably don't have my size. <laughs> you know? Everything is small here. You try the jackets on. They don't That's fit That's not you. true. And I'm gonna. we're posting this as part of the picture with this thing. We found the uh, the Japanese version of you out here. He was working at Tango. Yeah, he was a nice man. He was an awesome guy. He looked yeah. just like you. You don't surreal. even know his name, do you? I forget his name. Yeah. Okay. But he, he was but listen, wearing your shoes and your glasses. And it was crazy. I'm not finished with my underwear story. Okay, keep going. Talk about dirty things. So uh, what happens is you get up in the morning, you want to put a fresh pair on. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they taught me yeah. in Sunday school. You and do then want to wear new underwear. When you, it's been muggy here, too. It's been a challenge to get around. Uh, and yep. so you sweat a lot. And then before I go to bed, I like to feel fresh. Yep. So I shower again. But I don't want to put on... The underwear I've been wearing all day because that's who so knows what's happened there. It's your pajamas. This is it's awesome. I love what this podcast has evolved into. It's a podcast. You can do whatever you want. So then I put on a new pair of underwear. This is how I get myself into trouble. Right. Because then I'm doubling up and I've only. Yeah. <laughs> I've only gone yeah, I've gone through my whole inventory. So you know, and then so, I wake up in the morning and so, I've been wearing this underwear for sleeping. And who knows? We need who, an indie developer to create uh, Scott's who, quest for Ginch. But listen, who knows what's happened in that underwear in the night? Yeah. Like who, who knows what's happened? Right. Like I can't wear it again wear it the again. next day. Right. So now I, you know, here I am, day nine of this trip, and this morning so there's I'm, three. I, I'm frantically going through my luggage. I'm out. I have no underwear left, and I'm thinking, what am I going to do? I've got to go through all day today, yeah. and i got to go through a 10-hour flight tomorrow with, what, the same pair of underwear, or God forbid, no underwear? What am I going to do? Just lay in some Kleenex, you know, just to, <laughs> to give me some protection? You're really worried about this. Well, this I, really I was so worried that this morning I threw five pairs of underwear, which cost 310 yen to wash into a plastic bag, and I dropped them off at housekeeping. Each? 310 a piece. Wow. So it's about 15 bucks to uh, get my underwear washed. It's just so I can feel fresh on the plane tomorrow. We're we're surrounded by shopping malls. Just go out and buy new underwear. They don't have my size. I'm too too big here. What do you want me to do? He is kind of like Godzilla walking around. I can't. They can't find my size of underwear. Plus, I want to wear my ones that I'm familiar with. (laughs) (laughs) They're 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 all broken in. Why do I feel like your confessor sometimes? It's just like we <laughs> if have I don't tell you talk. these things, who am I going to tell? <laughs> so what? If, let's talk about what you've been playing on this trip. What's uh, what's been fascinating uh, you? The uh, the thing that's really captivated me is Steam World Dig, which I I can't stand the name of this game, but it's, it's a stupid name. It's a great game. And it's, you, it's this a, is you play a little robot, a little steam powered robot that has to go digging through the environment. Basically, you build your Metroid-like tunnels in this thing, kind of like Dig Dug, and you just sort of whip around and you... It's you nine pick... bucks, it's for the 3DS. Yeah, Get and... people to fly over All first. Right, cool, and you pick up a pickaxe, and then you're... you're uh... You're grabbing jewels, and that's your currency, or you convert them into your currency, you buy all kinds of cool upgrades. Listen, the, I saw you playing this game. I looked over your shoulder, and uh, you said, I found this game in the eShop. It's really cool. It's kind of like Metroid and, and Dig Dug, and you play a little turtle, and I just thought... I cannot get far enough away from this game fast enough. Like what? The, Quick, I, let me think about underwear. I hate when you do that to me, and you just spring a game that you describe as cool that you discovered. Most of the time, you're wrong. In this case, 
I'm you right. are right. It's very cool. I started playing this thing, and uh, and I was I was gripped. Yeah. And uh, it's terrific. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like the artwork in it is beautiful. It's really way I was, better I than went you to would bed last night. Would. I have all kinds of other great shit to play. Yeah. I have great stuff on the Vita. I have great stuff on the iPad. All I was thinking about was that game. Because I don't know why. You know what it is? Is because you're unveiling the mysteries of it as you go. It's, it's not just your. We haven't like, reviewed it yet, and we are about to review it. Yeah. So I don't want. You're right. It's yeah. about. There's a there's an element of self-expression. When you look back at the tunnels you've made yeah. that you have to traverse because it keeps forcing you to go back to the surface, which yeah. I found annoying at first, but then now I kind of enjoy. Yeah. Uh, you, you're like, I built all this. This is kind of my underground civilization. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah so we're going to really review cool. it. It's going to look for it on the show very yeah. soon, but uh, it's I'd say worth nine bucks. It's expensive. Uh, you got to support stuff like this, man. I mean, like, honestly, creativity like this, unique kind of titles like so this. So good find polish. from you. Good find. Yeah. And I tweeted about it and the and the developers said we should get them on the show. So maybe what we'll do is we'll Skype them into the podcast. It's They're like, far away. Aren't they in Sweden? In Sweden? Yeah. yeah. I yeah, don't even know what time is it in Sweden. I don't know. What time is it here? What day is it here? It's the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll be playing a little bit of that, I'm sure, on the flight back. Uh, yeah. We'll you know, some more GTA 3. How, how was your flight out here? That's a tough flight. I had I remember two meals, but I remember I could see you across the way, and you get a special meal. Yeah. Right you're, away. You're the Victor Lucas. Yeah. The veg, if you yeah. order the vegetarian, that's another travel tip. Yeah. If you order the vegetarian meal, you get it first. You don't you have do. to wait for the cart. I know. And you, I'm I like, thought it was like some mistake you, when they came up the first You time. were done eating before I even like the, anybody even came by. I know. It's... You were like asleep over there, <laughs> full belly. <laughs> yeah, and then I was gaming up a storm and watching movies like crazy. Dude. It goes by like this now, you know? It kind of did. Like I was dreading the flight so much because I'm, I'm – Big as we've established, yeah. most underwear doesn't fit me. Yeah. But and most plane seats. Let's go also... back over the notes. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's go... show notes. Yeah, let's comb back over everything. <laughs> but most plane seats don't fit me either. They're designed yeah. for people who are about five six. I, I love that you describe yourself like a center for the uh, NBA <laughs> like, Chicago. I'm Bulls. the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah, of sure video are, games, yeah. but. <laughs> My penis very Truly, very small still. He's on TV, so really he's five foot seven. And well, I'm, dude, you I'm see me on you see me on EP. No yeah. one wants to talk to me. No one wants to do it. They're like, why? Well, they can't see. Why do I have to your talk heads to up you? In the cloud. You of all the people, why couldn't I get Victor? Why couldn't I get Brianna? Why couldn't why? I get Marissa? Why couldn't I get from? Sean? Where is this? This mopey attitude. What, that, this There's nothing bullshit. mopey about it. It's Why real. Why does anybody want to talk no to No one you? wants to look up at some jerk while they're, while they're doing an interview. <laughs> no one's like, oh, this, oh, great, I get to talk to this guy. I get to talk to the girl. Yeah, I get to look sh- tiny. <laughs> Especially men. Men definitely don't want to talk to me. That's true. Have you noticed that? As yeah, they're hey. like, oh, God, this, oh not I this pulled guy. this guy in the wheel of EP. <laughs> this is what my this is what it lands on. Jose, or maybe Jose has the same problem. Let's have Jose on the podcast. Absolutely. I haven't talked to him in a while. I know, man. He I pro- Brian, people are, seem excited to talk to him, though. Well, he's he's hilarious. Yeah. He's he's totally, uh, you know, he's he's effervescent. He's super funny and goofy. He does funny voices. You should try some of that stuff. Hey, you Rick, should... how are you? <laughs> Does that, That's think good. That'll See, open up some doors for me. 150% more charming. All right, so we're almost done. We have about... 26 hours left in Tokyo. How do you want to spend it? We are going to go shoot a shit ton of reviews. Yeah, we're always working. We got kind of rained out a little bit later in this week. I've never seen the monsoon come through like this. It feels like it's passed us by. It's been pretty good. I mean, it's just been a little too hot, a little too sticky. 
It's always this way in October. How can we complain? I bought a whole bunch of cool toys. We got to spend some fantastic time with a bunch of excellent developers. The best in the world, yeah. We got to see cool tech that we're not going to get until next year. And we were very adventurous, at least for the first few days of food-wise. But then after nine days, eight days, we're just eating in the same hamburger place. Yeah, bad sushi. That's all that has to happen. Yeah, a couple of bad meals. We we did go to that one uh, sushi shop where the train delivers your sushi to your table. Yeah. Yeah, we we had fun there. You could order off the iPad and then you press buttons and trains come out with food. You are literally like you'd hear a subway sound and it would deliver it to your table. And uh, maybe we should go back there again today. You got, we had I'm a in. lot of laughs there. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in for that. All right. So this is this is us uh, signing off from Tokyo. Yes. Do you want to uh, thank uh, our sponsor once Absolutely. again? Absolutely. Sony and the PlayStation 4. When does it come out? November 15th. And uh, are you going to be first or second in line? Uh, or third? Uh, I will be ahead of the first person in line. You will. Okay, yeah. you'll push the first person down, and yes. you're like, I'm first. Yes, in a, in a, in a uh, train that also has sushi on it. Does it come in different colors? No. I think they're launching it as a black uh, sort of slate shape. Yeah, I was thing. looking at the two consoles, and they're both just black boxes. They are. Why couldn't they make one shape like a smile? <laughs> or something <laughs> That's like gonna a... That's going to be for the PlayStation 4, uh, uh, what do they call it? Not light slims. The PlayStation 4 slim will be shaped like How a smile. How about this, Sony? If you're out there listening, make the PlayStation 5 shape like a unicorn. Right. You plug the controller into the butt. <laughs> Sorry, I don't... Into, I had too much coffee today. Into the butt? <laughs> into the butt. The butt is a USB port. <laughs> Okay, you're never coming to Japan again. Why? Come on. To your you made me stay here for nine days. <laughs> I'm st- I am want to go home. I miss my cats. I better go home and just cover myself in your cats, cats tomorrow. cats are going to be like, who? Yeah, they're over me. Who? Yeah, for sure. Anyway. Uh, Thanks go, for listening, yeah, everybody. Yeah, wrap it up. I, I, let's go. Let's go. Let's go shoot. Let's go. Let's All go right. home because we'll be one day closer to the PlayStation 4. See you next time, listeners, to Vic's Basement. Pot- next week, we will be back in the basement. Yeah, can I say Stitcher? Stitcher! Stitcher! Yes, and iTunes and our website. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye.